You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. That's 24-7. My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Welcome on in, guys. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. I hope you are enjoying your Wednesday morning thus far or whatever day you're listening to this. Hopefully, you have a nice cold no-filter wine in hand. Get ready. There may be a very special announcement coming next week, so you may want to stock up on these four cans available at nofilterwine.com. We have one inspired by Beverly Hills, one inspired by New Jersey, Atlanta, and Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City's currently airing, so you're going to want to stock up on that. I'm not going out tonight. I'm disengaging wine. It's a delicious, light, crisp white wine, 30% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. It's yummy. It's delicious. You're going to want to stock up now at nofilterwine.com. Must be 21 or older to order. Like I said, 13% alcohol by volume, so you will get Liddy City, but less than a gram of sugar. So you're not going to have that gnarly wine headache. All right, guys. I am going to let you know that this interview with Farah from Bind Beverly Hills is actually really good. It's very insightful. We learn a lot. We talk all about Bind Beverly Hills. We talk about working for Mauricio. We talk about her sisters. Is there more Umansky blood coming to the agency? We're going to talk about it. How is she doing with her pal Melissa? And then, of course, the Kyle versus Kathy of it all. I want Farrah's input, especially since we see Paris out there liking negative tweets about her mother. So... Here we go. Let's dive in. You may know her for her killer Halloween parties, but she sure brings it all year round. From Netflix's Bind Beverly Hills, please welcome Farrah Brittany. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. It's been a wild 10 days or whatever at this point. It's been crazy. Yeah. Now that that the show's finally out, what's the reception been like? The reception has been honestly amazing. Um, for the most part, obviously, there's always going to be a fraction of people who are not so thrilled about it. But for the most part, it's been amazing. Uh, I thought it would do well, but I was not even expecting it to do this well. So I've, I mean, we're thrilled. Have you heard from any of the other Netflix stars or maybe like the Selling Sunset peeps? I have. I heard from Jason Oppenheim. Super, super sweet. He reached out. Uh, a couple times and just welcomed us to the Netflix family, congratulated us. Me and Mauricio was really, really nice. Um, and I've spoken to Christine as well, and she's cool. So yeah, it's all love. Is there any like uh te- or is there any like competition between Oppenheim and the agency? In real life, you mean yeah, like yeah. real estate wise? Yeah, outside of well, the show. So how real estate is a funny industry because our competition is also our collaboration or, you know, when it comes to like getting listings, yes, we're competition, but we also do deals with agents from other companies. So if I have a listing and they have a buyer or vice versa, we do deals together. So we also have to collaborate all the time with um, our competitors. 
So it's unique in that way. So that's why um, people try to keep maintain great relationships with other brokerages, even if they're not in the same brokerage, because you never know when they're going to have a listing that you know your buyer is going to want to offer on. Well, I mean, I would love to see a collab with Christine. I feel like that would be fun. I know that would be fun. She's always been super sweet to me. So when the show first came about, was your intention or like, what was your mindset? Did you think this was going to be like a similar selling sunset concept or like, what was the pitch that came to you that ultimately, you know, made you decide to move forward with it? In fact, no, it was the opposite. Um, I knew that selling sunset was known to be like super dramatic and really a great watch and super entertaining, but definitely like more theatrical. Um, how they posed it to us with this was that this would be more fam- about family dynamics, more about like the different levels of agents and working their way up the chain, the challenges, the struggles, a lot of teaching moments. So when I realized like, okay, um, I could actually be myself on this show because I don't, uh, I don't know how I would fare on the other shows. <laughs> Um, I thought, okay, well, maybe this would be really good for business. And um, it's not every day you get a Netflix opportunity in front of you. So although I had hesitations, I was like, you know what? I'll regret it if I don't do it. Like, let's just buckle up and see what happens. I mean, because your mom said that she didn't think that any of you girls would ever do reality TV. So what? what Neither did I. I never thought in a million years... Um, I always had like my toe in, but you know, was not obviously a full-time cast member, but because the show, and I always felt like I just had a lot to lose because I've already been in my profession for like, you know, over 10 years. Um, so I was never willing to do a show that could potentially damage my career or reputation. But when I realized this was going to be a professional, this was going to be, you know, heavily based in real estate. Sure. There's some of our personal lives, but it really is about the real estate and the teaching moments. So I figured, okay, I think I'll, I think I'll be safe doing this. How long have you been in real estate? Since 2010. So right out of college. Um, yeah. Did you so know that 12 that years. was that something that you wanted to pursue or was that something you kind of just fell into being that it was the family business? Um, I was always interested in real estate. I interned with Mauricio, uh, wherever he was for, I think almost every summer, summer in college. Um, but I was interested in psychology, um, and was kind of like confused of which path to take. But then when Mauricio said, Hey, we're starting our own family business, you know, well, our own company, um, that made the choice very easy for me because I was like, Oh, wow. Not only do I get to be a part of the family business, but I get to be a part of it from day one when I had no idea, are we going to be successful? Are we going to fail? Who knows? But I was like, what a cool timing um, to be a part of this from the early, early on stages. So then I was like, I'm in. Giselle wants to know if you plan on running the family business when Mauricio retires. We kind of saw that teased. Uh, The idea sounds really fun and cool. And like, yeah, so I want to be a CEO. Sounds great. Sure. But I also see the incredible amount. I mean, Mauricio like has no life really. Obviously you see moments where he has to carve out his calendar to film for housewives or for our show. But what you don't see is how he's running around from state to state to state, getting on planes, you know, nonstop on the phone. There's really not a whole lot of work-life balance. So I don't know if that sounds appealing. Like part of me is like that does. And another part of me is like, I don't know if that's what I want. So I guess the, um, I haven't come up with that answer yet. 
what, I don't know. What do you envision for your future? Do you continue to see yourself doing real estate or do you kind of maybe see yourself settling back and maybe doing, you know, being a stay at home mom? Probably not a stay at home mom, but when I do become a mom, knock on wood, hopefully that happens, you know, in the near future, I definitely want more of a balance. I don't want to be working to the degree that I am now. And that's kind of the beauty of being a real estate agent. You sort of have, you know, flexibility in your day. You can kind of schedule around your kids and that kind of thing. So I'll definitely maybe take a little bit of a step back, um, at least for a couple of years, but I'll still be able to maintain my business. And then I don't think I see myself like getting out of the business. But then again, you never know. Like I also like to flip properties. Um, well, I try to do one and I actually ended up keeping it and renting it out, but I do have that kind of background building now. So I would love to get into that, that business of kind of like home flipping or, and that kind of thing. So you can see yourself going off on your own outside of the agency. Um, I, as long as I'm a real estate agent, no, I'm staying at the agency. That's for sure. If I ever decided to do something else like flipping houses, then I guess that would be a whole different, that would be something else different. Fabi Gonzalez in our Facebook group um, wants to know, or she writes in and she says, many people on social media are critiquing the way your engagement went down. What do you think of how it went? And what did your mom think of how it went? So I am seeing that. I'm also seeing a lot of love for how it went down. I totally get um, why people would think that. And look, I didn't expect to get engaged on camera at all. Um, And I've said this elsewhere, but I'll repeat it again. So you guys, I feel like I need to tell the backstory. So the wedding ring was ready that day, that morning. He, it had already been in the works for two months. So he knew all along when we were filming that this was going to happen. So hence why kind of like, yeah, he was playing coy about it, I guess. Um, And then the ring was ready that day. My cousin Paris was getting married the next day. So he really wanted it to happen before her wedding. So it was kind of like this night was the night. Then the producers were like, we need to film a scene of you guys talking about the relationship. And I was like, we need to do this scene. He's like, please, any other day, but tonight. And I thought he was just being difficult. So I was like, no, like, I need you to stay on this track. Like, do not be difficult. Please sign the location release. He wouldn't even sign the release. (laughs) And then um, I guess he called a couple of his guy friends and they're like, yo, you need a videographer there anyways. So, Hey, just why not? So he was like, fuck it. I'll just do it literally in the middle of our scene. So that's why I was cooking dinner for him. Got it. Um, because that's what we were supposed to be doing anyways. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a trip, but at the same time, um, being able to watch it back is, is kind of cool in the way that it happened and however it happens, it happens. Okay. Because a lot lot of people, I guess the theory was that, oh, he must have felt pressured to do this for the show because they were trying to make a storyline. But you're saying this was in in the works for a while already. Not this. My fiance is not getting pressured by any show, by any person, by any outside forces. Like literally, that's the last thing that would ever happen for him. Um, And you guys have to realize like these rings, they don't just you can't just like go. Well, I I guess you can to a place and just pick it right there on the spot. But this one he found the diamond, he made the setting, all of those things. Um, so that was already in the works for a while. So no, yeah. Martha wants to know if there are any, anything set in stone yet in terms of when and where the wedding will be. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, definitely 2023 sometime in the next year. Um, I go back and forth between if I want LA, if I want Palm desert, if I want big, if I want small, but 
now my friends who got engaged right around the time that I did, they are, I mean, their weddings are like approaching or they've gone so further, so much further along that I'm like, oh my God, I need to get my act together. So we actually are sitting down tonight to talk about the list and all that. Are your parents influencing whether or not they want you to have a big wedding or, you know, okay with the more intimate ceremony? At first I thought they were going to be all like, it has to be big, but honestly, they've been really cool. They're like, if you want small, we'll do small. Um, if you even want us, you know, to go to Europe and do it really, really small, we can do that. So my mom has been pretty cool about it all. Oh, because this is her first wedding, right? You're the first yeah. of the girls to get married. I'm the first one. Yeah. Oh, well, this is yeah. I mean, she's just waiting for me to give the green light. And as soon as I do, she'll be there ready to rock and roll. I love it. Um, Russ wants to know if you'll be filming the wedding at all. And if we'll probably see it on Beverly Hill, Real Houses, Beverly Hills or buying Beverly Hills. Oh, God. <laughs> My gut is I do not want a wedding on camera. Like the proposal was <laughs> enough, but then I'm like, or is that bad? Like, why do I have to be so, so a hater on that? Like, what if, what if that's just a natural progression? I don't know. Probably not. But if it was to be, it would, I mean, depending on like timing wise and filming schedules, but I would have it on my show. And I mean, if anything, yeah. you can film it and just like give them clips some footage, from, right. yeah, some of the, and then you have more yeah, control yeah. over that rather than filming any behind the scenes. Drama exactly. Crate. I mean, imagine like that day is probably so stressful enough as it is. Yeah. And then you add in, it's not just, you know, the one or two cameras that are there. There's, you know, vans full of people. It's like 30 people on site all over the place. So Drones, it's definitely everything. Yeah. There's a lot with um, the film crews. So did you feel like there was any pressure from the producers to make the engagement and, you know, possible wedding part of your storyline? Because we even see some of the other cast members kind of pushing that along as well. Okay, I want to give a shout out to my favorite healthy meat stick brand, Chomps. Made from the highest quality, sustainable protein without any junk or hidden ingredients. Listen, I don't spill low-budget tea, and we don't chomp on that low-budget meat. I'm talking grass-fed and finished only, okay? With only clean ingredients. And these aren't some stale or greasy meat sticks you find at the gas station. These bad boys are yummy. My faves are the jalapeno beef and the salt and pepper. I like them as a perfect power punch after a workout or in between tapings, or as a great way to stay fueled on the go. They keep me full and satiated throughout the day, which really helps me cut those late night cravings. Each stick is packed with 9 to 10 grams of protein with no sugar. They're gluten-free, carb-free, Whole30 friendly, and paleo certified. Boom, let's pack in some healthy protein and cut those ravenous cravings. And this week only, use code ZAC20 for 20% off your order. Head on over to chomps.com. Use code ZAC20 at chomps. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com right now. You're not going to regret it. Culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes... We can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch, because society is great but it doesn't have your couch and it's windy out. 
and you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Um, the producers had no idea that an engagement was going to happen, especially not on the show. They were shocked too, but they started asking me the questions in the beginning, like, Oh, you know, what's going on in your relationship? When are you guys getting married? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. And then they were like, Oh, she doesn't know, you know, take out the notepad. And then that became a whole storyline. So yes, they were kind of wanting the other people to talk about it. They wanted me to talk about it. And that really stressed me out. Cause I was literally in the, the midst of hoping I was close to an engagement, but I was like, Hey, you know, he's not a cast member. Yeah. He's not getting paid. He didn't sign up for this. So I don't feel comfortable like being asked this on every single interview and having you guys having, you know, sending people to talk to us about it when that's not fair to him. So that part really stressed me out. So then when it actually happened, I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Was there concern that maybe there was too much pressure that it might kind of scare him off a little bit and maybe delay an engagement? Yes, there was. I was like, yeah, because he's actually the opposite to succumb to pressure. So I thought he was going to be like, oh, you got like, you want to put the pressure on? Like, you know, no, I don't know. But I did think that it was messing up things and it really, um, it definitely stressed me out. Do you think that'll prevent you from having more of your relationship shown on the show in the future? Should it continue? No, I don't think, I think now that we got this part out of the way, it's, it's, smooth sailing from here. We just had to get over that hump. (laughs) How's Alexia doing with her real estate career? She's great. She has been killing it this year. She's had, I think she's had like four or five sales over 5 million on her own. Um, she has, she said like just having to film the show and realizing all the mistakes that she made on it, that that's what honestly like propelled her to like really get tightened up. Um, shortly after that. So she's super committed and she's made a lot of progress. Was she able to learn a lot from watching herself on the show and kind of make a lot of those mistakes and then also not just make the mistakes, but hear everybody's kind of outside chatter and criticism of her as well? For for sure. I think um, she did take inventory of what was happening and what her mistakes were. And um, that's what's making her better. Did you guys lean on your mom at all, being that she's been in the reality game? So she's used to kind of outside criticism. And this was your first time kind of putting your lives out there for people to essentially pick apart and love love you or hate you. For sure. And especially since she didn't have the, you know, her last season was a bit tough. Unfortunately, it was and it was hard for us to watch made it even scarier. Cause I'm like, what the hell did I sign myself up for? Like, I can barely watch my mom take this heat and some of the hatred. And I had no idea how I was going to be perceived. I really didn't. I thought that people, I don't know. I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm not for reality TV. So, um, I was scared, but she just said, you know, you just can't read the comments. You can't engage. Um, you know who you are. We know who we are. Like there's nothing you can do. She just said, you just have to be yourself and that's it. I think you came off great. I think you were like the queen of buying Beverly Hills. Oh, thank you. Thing. It's funny because I was like, yeah, but I'm not like super dramatic. I'm not crazy over the top. Like that's what people want out of reality TV, right? But the amount of messages I've gotten from people just saying, oh my God, you know, you're so cool, calm and collected. And how do you stay out of the drama? I'm like, wow, people actually like that. 
<laughs> That's awesome. So I, I was just being me. So I'm actually surprised by that. I thought people were going to be like, oh, she is boring as fuck. Well, your mom isn't high drama either. I mean, she has her moments where she gets a little emotional, but she's not like yeah. super messy and chaotic. And yet she's the longest right. standing on Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Exactly. Yes. Um, people like it. I guess so. Yeah. How are you and Melissa doing? Uh, amazing. She's actually in town right now. She's in my living room. <laughs> About to get ready to go for a spray town. Uh, we're great. And, um, she's, she's a, a sweetheart. She really is. She happened to come off as a bit of the villain on the show, but she's not a villain. Is she giving Alexia better grades these days? She definitely is. She definitely is. She's just a truth teller, honestly. Yeah. And yeah, she, I mean, this is like silly drama, but yeah. Should she have talked to Sonica about a different grade? No, but she owned it right away. And that was that. Yeah. Is Sophia currently working at the agency? She is studying to get her real estate license. And um, we're all going to a three-day retreat for the agency tomorrow. And she's coming along to kind of get a feel and get a taste. Um, I think she will be working with us very soon, which I'm so excited about because just how Alexi and I are complete, like just such different personalities. So Sophia, totally like another whole other personality. And she's hilarious and has the best dry humor and she's super smart. Um, so we hope that she will be joining us. And if we have another season, we hope that she will be on it also. Um, hope that doesn't piss off more people, but. <laughs> well, that was one of the the pieces of feedback that I think I read about online too, is people kept throwing around the term nepotism and that you Nepo guys are- baby, yeah, Nepo yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think Mauricio addressed it very well on the show, but like, what's your response to that? Did you feel like it was easier or tougher for you to break out within the agency, you know, being that you are the boss's daughter? Both. I would say in what way, um, easier in the sense that obviously I came in with extreme advantages and opportunities, not only having access to the best mentor that anyone could ever dream of, but getting to work on properties that most people just starting out would not get the opportunity to nobody's denying that nobody's saying that, you know, we didn't have advantages. We absolutely do. And still, you know, had and, and do still. Um, but in terms of getting the respect from people, um, that was, I think, harder because everyone wants to just say it's only because right. you, you work with your dad. It's only like, as if I have no brain, no ambition, all those things. So that part is harder, but I have to acknowledge our privilege. And I think we do a good job of like being open about that on the show. We're not trying to hide it. Right. Um, so I don't know what to say to people who say that, like, are you saying, oh, I should work at another company just so people don't call me a Nepo baby? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you want? You know, I also feel we're like not. And also one more thing to clarify is that we are on a commission based job. We're not on a salary. So we're not like taking away a position from somebody else that could get this. You know, it's like we all don't make money unless we sell houses. And Mauricio, you know, as a client hired Alexia. Um, but he, that was his own house. So he had that choice. So, I mean, there's nuances. 
Well, yeah, and I the point that I try to make on, you know, one of, I think I made this point on, on the podcast last week is it's like, well, how is that any different than somebody that owns like a ma and pa grocery store? That's what that I always has, say. Yeah, that hires their daughter to run the, the front desk. Or that exactly, hires and that's their, applauded. Yeah. That's applauded until it business. becomes like a corporate right. or like a successful big company, then suddenly it's nepotism. But otherwise, it's really celebrated, right? Right. And also, I mean, it's different if like, you know, you're, you know, in the White House and you're just passing out, you know, whatever. Or, you know, you're in a a place where you're giving people that are unqualified positions, you know, rather than allowing them to like work their way up in a company. I I think nepotism is a loosely used term these days. It's also like not very different from if you have a friend that works at a company that makes a referral, that referral helps you, you know, get to the top of the list versus, you know, like there's just a million different ways that referrals or, you know, knowing somebody can help you and everybody wants a leg up any chance that they can get it. And I think, you know, you guys are very, you know, I I can tell grateful for the opportunity that you have. And I think it's great that. Yeah. I think if we had the attitude, if we were sitting here entitled, rude, condescending, all those things, then a hundred percent say all those things. Yeah. But we really try to be extra humble, extra um, conscious of what other people, making sure everyone feels good and that, you know, we're all equals as much as we can right. be. And at the end of the day, the sales aren't coming in because, you know, Mauricio, the sales are coming in based off your own skill set. Yes, exactly. So I know there was a bit of tension between your mom and your aunt, Kathy. And I even saw that like Paris was liking some negative tweets about your mom. Is that something that you guys as cousins have discussed at all? We don't talk about it. No, it's too painful. Yeah. Um, We're both very defensive of our moms and, but we're also extremely, extremely close. Um, If we let that interrupt our dynamic, it would be just too painful really and too hard to untangle. So our mom, we let our moms do their thing and we just shut it out. Yeah. I saw you guys were all together for, um, Kim's granddaughter who somebody was pregnant. I saw you guys. Oh yeah. My cousin Brooke, um, baby shower, which was at my aunt Kathy's house. And then this last weekend, Paris had a party um, in LA and we were all there. Not my, not my mom, but everybody else. My mom was out of town. Um, so it's hopefully everything's going to be okay soon. It, it, it really, it's really hard to deal with. Yeah. Um, Do you but, ever find it challenging having your mom on reality TV for so many years, so many years and not jumping in and wanting to defend her on social media sometimes? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I, before I'd just be like, mom, who cares what anyone says? Like whatever this last season of her show, I was very worked up. I wanted to respond to every person and just be like, you don't know everything. Like you just don't know. And it just, it does bother me that she gave so much for all those years and was so loved and beloved. And, but people, this audience is so fickle. Yeah. Um, they want to see what they want to see if they like certain people they can do wrong. If they turn on you, then there's nothing you can do. That's right. Yeah. And that part is like, where's the loyalty? <laughs> I feel like they give your mom such a hard time over it. Like some of the silliest things on the show too. Like n- it felt like nothing that she could do, you know, she could do nothing right that by she them. Could, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, do you feel like seeing her and her relationships with her sisters play out on TV, did that bring in any sort of hesitation for you to join a reality show with your sisters? No. They have their own, you know, issues and things they've been dealing with for years. My sisters and I, um, we don't have those issues, but also we're younger. We're a lot younger, so there's a lot less, you know, time that we could have and also our age gaps. So luckily we don't have those kinds of things to deal with and hopefully we never will. Do you think we might get a Kyle cameo in in a possible second season? Should you guys come back with Bind Beverly Hills? Which based off of the reception, I think sounds very likely because it seems like it's really really hope so. Um, They said we have no idea about a second season yet. Um, I feel like it has to happen, right? I don't know. It's but doing it too does, well to not have a second season. Yeah, I hope so. Um, really hope that they allow my mom to come on. And by they, I mean Bravo. Yeah, because we didn't yeah. even get to see her at the Faroween party. No, I know. It was really a bummer. It really was. Yeah, so we'll have to see. But they did allow us to use her FaceTime for that. I was like, you guys have to keep that part in. <laughs> What do you think we would get from a a potential second season? Where would you like to see everybody's sort of storylines go with their own personal and professional growth? I honestly have no idea. I mean, obviously I want Alexia, everyone to see her doing super well as she is now. For me, I really couldn't tell you. I don't know. Like, do we see a wedding? Do we see kids? Do I take a little pause and just focus on my career for a little bit longer. I really don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Did you, were you aware of like some of the internal dynamics among some of the other real estate agents? Like, I know we got to see like a little tension between like Joey and Ben. And were you aware of like some of those little tensions at the office or were you kind of surprised to see all of that on the show? Oh, no, I was completely aware of that. Those two. They have that kind of joking banter kind of um, dynamic. Um, I know them both very, very well. They're very similar in real life. And so that was not surprising. Trying to think if there were any other ones. What about Joey and Alexia and their kind of their fling? Yes, I was fully aware of that. And that was definitely a stressful thing for Alexia to go back to just because she is in a relationship. Yeah. She has a boyfriend. They've, they're really happy. Um, but they did not necessarily show the parts where she was establishing boundaries and talking about her boyfriend and mentioning him and all that. Yeah. We didn't hear That's about not him. In there. Yeah. We didn't hear that. So like she just posted yesterday about her three year anniversary and people are going off. She called me freaking out and, but, but her boyfriend, Jake, like he knew every single conversation and everything that was going to happen before it aired. Um, so there were no surprises and he's super supportive and it's all good. Thank God. That's the most important, but I would have stressed me out if I was her. (laughs) So right now there's no, no wedding stress. You're kind of just taking it all one, one step at a time. The only stress is the fact that I haven't done much yet. (laughs) Other than that. Yeah. (laughs) The stress is that there is no stress yet. Exactly. Always find something to stress about. Yeah. Well, Farah, thank you so much for chatting with me today. This was fun. Thank you for having me. So much fun. I appreciate it. I loved buying Beverly Hills. Guys, if you haven't watched it yet, you definitely need to go and check it out. The first season is available now on Netflix. And Farah, is there anything else that you're working on that you want to shout out or plug before we wrap? 
Not much just launched except for that I already find all my real estate, health, wellness, behind the scenes on the show, and obviously more content to come, but that's fairbrittany.com. That's about it. There we go. And what are your social handles so everyone can go and give you a follow? Oh, at Farabrit, F-A-R-R-A-H, and B and Brit is B-R-I-T-T with two T's. And that's on Instagram and TikTok. I think it's Farah Brittany. Yeah, you'll find me. Are you active on TikTok right now? I like want to be. I just started going on it about a month ago and I was like, oh, now I get why people like this. Like my algorithm kicked in. <laughs> so now I want to do TikToks, but like who has the time? I know. So there's I so really much work. And then the <laughs> editing is so much work. You need to yeah. get some pointers from Ben. He, he seems to be, he has the social media uh, game down. He does. I'm going to have to ask him. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Farah. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. Follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach. And don't forget to follow Farah at Farah Brit. Check out FarahBrittany.com. Go and give her some love and some support. Follow her on the social meds. And hopefully you've stocked up on some No Filter Wine. It's available at NoFilterWine.com. 13% alcohol by volume, less than a gram of sugar. It is yummy. It's delicious. We have a light, crisp white wine and a light, crisp rosé. Perfect for the holidays. Great gift to give to your pals. Great to stock up and take to a Thanksgiving dinner. If you know a Housewives fan and you're going over for Friendsgiving or Thanksgiving, you can be like, hey, boo, look at that. I brought you some no-filter wine. It's Housewives-inspired wine. You like Meredith Marks, right? Here's some. I'm not going out tonight. I'm disengaging. You like Kenya Moore, right? Here's some. I'm gone with the wine. Fabulous. You love some Erica Jane. How about some cut down my drinking or what? Or what? Must be 21 or older to order. Stock up at nofilterwine.com. These four designs might be around, might not be around for much longer. So get ready for that. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach to keep up with me. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach and stay tuned. I will see you this Thursday night. We'll be going live with the rebroadcast airing on the podcast this Friday. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Talk to you later. Bye.